The following podcast includes some heavy themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. If you need support right now, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636, the Kids Helpline on 1800 551800, or Lifeline on 13 11 14. You're listening to Our Voices, a podcast series from the Voices for Change, Self-Advocacy Group and RMIT University's Centre for Innovative Justice. So, how are we all today? A bit nervous. That's that's good. It's good to see you all. So, um, what's our agenda? What are we talking about today? During this series, we will introduce five Voices for Change self-advocates and hear about the change they want to see in Victoria's criminal justice system. The number of people with disability in Australia's criminal justice systems is not known. While data is hard to come by, it is broadly accepted that people with disability, particularly those with cognitive impairments such as acquired brain injury, intellectual disability, ADHD and autism spectrum disorder, are overrepresented in Australia's prison populations. A study conducted by the Victorian Department of Justice in 2011 estimated that 42% of males and 33% of females in Victoria's prison system have an acquired brain injury. That compares to a prevalence of around 2% in the general population. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people with disability are particularly overrepresented in Australia's criminal justice systems. You made reference to uh, the report that was made in 2011 and I can't help but think that maybe not the actual facts, but the overrepresentation of people with disability and Indigenous people in custody has been known for a really, really long time. And I really struggle to come up with words to describe how that makes me feel that still, all these years later, it's still the same. It's still the same, um, you know, general people that are presenting and it hasn't changed. That was Dorothy Armstrong, one of the members of the Voices for Change self-advocacy group. The members of Voices for Change completed training in 2019 that developed skills and built confidence to become self-advocates. That training was called Voices for Justice and was a project of the Self-Advocacy Resource Unit at Melbourne's Ross House with the support of the Centre for Innovative Justice at RMIT University. So initially, uh, Voices for Change, the training, the training came first, and it was roughly the middle of of last year, 2019, that RMIT, along with SARU, set about finding finding people to train as self-advocates. So there came a point in the training where it was, you know, looking to the last part of the training and discussion started about what's going to happen after this, you know, where are we going to go? And so the idea of becoming a self-advocacy group, um, you know, self-sustaining group started to be talked about and the remarkable thing was that everybody agreed immediately. There was no hesitation on the part of the participants. Without knowing perhaps what all of that might entail, 
everybody involved really wanted to continue and, you know, whatever that looked like. Staying together as a group is really important, has become very important to these people. Um, and I think it speaks volumes to who they are that they're willing to continue to go on without really knowing what's ahead of them. Being a self-advocate for me has meant talking about experiences that I have had because I've been in a very, um, I would say, a very privileged position to be able to do that, but also to speak on behalf of the countless people who were not able to do that as well. You know, for me, I, from the very beginning, I've always been very clear about why I do what I do. And quite simply, for me, it's a way of, of giving back, of, of trying to make something better of what was before. And for most of my journey, I think as you're aware, um, I've sort of been by myself. Now with Voices for Change, what a wonderful thing to have a group of people who are a genuine, passionate, motivated, funny, but the perfect people to be sharing with others their experiences of the criminal justice system and living with, you know, disability and how to do things differently for other people. It's quite remarkable. I think the um, uh, the self African what is it? Advocacy, advocacy. We welcome South Africans too. Self advocacy, advocacy. Self advocacy. I know where the word is, but yeah. anyway, um, it's like um, loneliness. I didn't know anything about loneliness until I seen it on SBS, and uh, that's about twelve months ago now. Uh, South Africa, right? I'm not saying it either now. <laughs> we we are. That's what we are, mm. and we're doing the things that we never thought yeah. was right or wrong. But it's we're we're doing it. This group, South Africa. I got it right now. <laughs> we're all together. We're 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 doing. What the word is, you, you know what I mean. What needs to be talked about? Yeah, yeah. I I think talking to us in the last ten years, <laughs> we're we're there. Do you, do you know what I mean? We we're, we're not dead. Yeah, we survived. We're, yeah, well, we did. We're, we're survived here. Survived the madness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We we are doing what that word is, and most maybe because we uh, we have the voice. Done this this voice yeah. voice uh, justice um, it, it wouldn't we wouldn't understand what self-advocate is I agree so for us to know what it is we're doing what it is mm. every day you, you know what I mean yeah. these are things that maybe we never thought about and never thought about to go and do it mm. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? What I think you're saying, Graeme, is we are the voice for ourselves and others out there. 
So yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Voices for Change self-advocacy group is for people who have an acquired brain injury and who have had contact with the criminal justice system. All members of the group want to see and contribute to changing the system to make it better. An acquired brain injury, or an ABI, refers to damage to the brain that occurs after birth. It can affect cognitive and thinking skills, communication and speech, physical and sensory functions, as well as emotions and behaviours. There are different levels of acquired brain injury, and the nature and severity of symptoms vary depending on the location and extent of the injury. People with ABI do not generally experience an even decline across all aspects of their functioning. Supportingjustice.net is a website that has more information on the impacts of acquired brain injury and the relationship between acquired brain injury and the criminal justice system. So for me, having an acquired brain injury is really isolating. I I was keenly aware, you know, as a, a much younger person, that I was different. And by that, I mean my thinking you know, my ability to remember things, um, organising things, planning. I, I, I noticed that I was a different person. Um, you know, I sort of grew up in family violence and um, partners that I had, um, I experienced uh, a lot of violence. So I was really aware of you know, what had happened and in a way there was a bit of a, re a relief to find out that it, it was really weird. It was like a paradox of finding out I had an acquired brain injury. It's like finally there, were, there was something I could attach to what was wrong with me but to be, you know, to continue to acknowledge how that came about was quite heartbreaking and for me... Um, I feel I feel incredibly lucky in that for all sorts of reasons I've been able to make you know um, changes significant changes to myself and to my life and to create a different path for myself where I never thought that would be possible you know I actually felt quite at the mercy of my mind for most of my life and today you know things are things are better but I, I still struggle with I, I've I've said it to somebody like this before further back in my life you know I was really I had a really clear and good routine you know I cooked daily I did what society would call normal things and I did them really well today sometimes the simplest things can escape me organising things, you know, being able to work numerous things out at one time, just it, it, it affects me in multitudes of different ways. And for me, again, I, I feel really lucky because I suppose I've gone through such a long period of acceptance and adjustment that I, I just try to I just try to be really kind to myself you know, and do what I can, what I can, and, and work with it. The Commonwealth Government's Royal Commission into Violence, Abuse, Neglect and Exploitation of People with Disability provides a unique opportunity to capture ways of working differently so that Australia's criminal justice systems can respond better to people with disability 
and to ensure that our jails do not become warehouses for people with disability and complex needs. Just, you know, my opinion, you know, they just, you know, accusing me of things that I didn't even know about and yeah. then eventually, it didn't happen all the time, but it happened a yeah. few times, yeah. charged me with the things that I hadn't done but were similar to what I was being charged for. Yeah. Cleaning, their, cleaning their books, you know. Yeah, words, cleaning yeah. their yeah. books and they took advantage of the way yes. that I was looking and feeling and, yeah. and, um, yeah, and I went to prison and got sentenced to prison for stuff that I hadn't done, you know, yeah. which made me feel yeah. not accepted, not good enough, not worthy, you know, and that carried on for years, you know, and a lot of resentment and fear and is yeah. it going to happen again and, you know, yeah, it, it, it's just ongoing. Through this series of six podcasts, the Voices for Change self-advocates would like you to hear what they want All changed. All that stuff Still that happens... Yeah. It's just like they're thrown into a boarding house, which is alcohol, it's, it's like a drug massive, affected, mental health yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. And there you are, kicking along with it. Hope, yeah. uh, hope it works out. Just, that's what, just, that's just what, what prison. It's just going it's from exactly one prison like, to another. Yeah, exactly. it is different area. And, yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. And you know, like before being released, you know, it's about the prisoners being concerned about their own well-being and their yep. concern, yep. not yep. just to be taken from one division to another division, but to be put in a safe environment, you know, to have some consideration of their own personal wants and needs. Yeah, well, how, as how a can, human how, being. I can't see. How could it be a boarding house be a safe environment when you've got all sorts of people coming from different backgrounds with different mental problems and ABIs and criminal backgrounds and putting them in the one place? It's like, like, like we said, it's like going to another prison. It's just I mean, like going from D division to the G yeah, division. I, this I, series will discuss some of the common threads that the Voices for Change self-advocates see as priorities for change. These include improved pathways into employment and support services, access to safe, secure and long-term housing, and recognition of the trauma and disability support needs of people with disability in contact with the criminal justice system. With the housing, what we want, what I think we've all been in a situation, what we want the Commission to know is when you're coming up for parole, like Dorothy's just said, you need a, an address. Well, how can you get an address when you're in jail? There's, yeah. there's some avenues, but there's not, there's nothing very much, not much available. Yeah. Um, I was released a few times on parole to friends or family, but that was only for a short term. Yeah. Um, now, I'm out there. When I, the, My last time I was released from prison, they sent me to a place over in Richmond, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. I thought I don't have to rely on family and friends because I put them through, you know, it becomes a burden to the family and friends as much as they love me and want me to have me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this place in Richmond. It was good. had a roof over my head, somewhere I could call home. Yeah. Now, these people that got the place for me prior to getting out of jail uh, – called a link out which i'm grateful to them but in the end it turned out to be a place where now i'm a recovering addict mm. open my door two foot away from my door i've got a heroin dealer and an ice dealer mm. downstairs i've got an ice dealer mm. and an alcoholic yeah. now i'm i was stuck there mm. in the end i virtually just left i'd tried to get on to MPs, about my local MP about it. No one got back to me and I got that frustrated. I even wrote, which I've still got at home, I've got a suicide note. I was gonna, I was thinking about topping myself because I was sitting there in the dark at two in the morning rocking 
what am I going to do? Like, I can't sleep. You've got the noise, the traffic. You've got people knocking on, on the door at 2, 3 in the morning. I had a bloke, a Chinese bloke, pull a knife on me about 30 centimetres long one night. And obviously, you'd been in jail. I just took it put like a, a jail threat and said, I'll take it off you and I'll stab you with it. You, yep. you get out, you know. Um, but that's the sort of the, some of the things that we have to put up with when we get released from prison. There's no mm. no accommodation. I mean, how many times has it happened to all of us where we've got, you know, nowhere to stay and we're sleeping at friends' places on the couches? And in the prison system, you know, and police cells especially, you know, um, uh, just a number thrown in the cell while the jails can take care of him, you know, and, you know, you know I've been on medication and stuff, and then get arrested, you know, and put in the cells. You know, I don't like ask if I'm on medication or anything like that, you know, I'm just, yeah, um, and then I'm spinning out, you know, because I'm not feeling right again, even less than, and, you know, oh, it's horrible, you know, and, Becoming a bit psychotic, and you know, I'm spinning out and calling out for help. When I when I presented, you know, with swollen black, I was however I presented. I wasn't asked questions about you know head injuries or you know being choked or losing consciousness, sorts of questions that might indicate that there's potential damage to my brain. I wasn't asked questions like that, and. I've thought a lot, you know, over time about that. And I, I'm i not going to go into what it felt like to be that person presenting that way, but I can certainly, I can appreciate how difficult it is to, to see somebody that way, like to acknowledge it or not to acknowledge it. It's very difficult to look at somebody who's experienced violence. This series will also touch on things that are personal to different members of the group. Loneliness. Loneliness is something that a person doesn't know. When the person does know, they know what loneliness is. Um, I've been by myself for a long, long, long time, even in jail. Um, I turn myself around every day because... That, 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 that's me. We need the commission and people to listen to is some of the things that need to be changed. And this is one of the things, housing's another thing. There's a lot that needs to be changed. And we, we just need more people, more agencies to go through. You know, there is, there is agencies out there. Yeah. But you need agencies that are going to be, going to welcome you, going to accept you, not just going to be there to tick the boxes. Thank you for listening to Our Voices, a podcast series by the Voices for Change Self-Advocacy Group and the Centre for Innovative Justice at RMIT University. This series has been produced with the support of SIN Media. I'm Michael Harrell-Lambus from the Centre for Innovative Justice. You can learn more about the Centre's work on our website, cij.org.au. This podcast series touches on difficult topics. If you need support right now, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636, the Kids Helpline on 1800 551800, or Lifeline on 13 11 14. In Victoria, if you're experiencing family violence, call Safe Steps on 1800 015 188, or Men's Line on 1300 78 
9978. If you've experienced sexual assault, the Sexual Assault Crisis Line is 1800 806 292.